0: It's Sunday, October 9th, and you're listening to Solid Games, Episode 4. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Xbox 360 announcements. We've got some news from Jay Hallard. We've got some Sony and Microsoft news, all things. PSP is even in there a little bit. We realize we've been a little heavy on the Xbox 360, but it makes a lot of sense considering the release is now right around the corner. So let's get started here. First thing I want to mention really quickly is the uh, intro music. Once again, that's going to be a common theme, I think. We're going to try to find good game music each, you know, each, for each podcast and put it as part of the intro. And this week's intro music uh, was Care of Advent Rising, which was a, a very cool uh, but, flo- but very flawed game on the uh, Xbox and now on PC.
1: Advent Rising was one of the greatest games I've played this year, in my opinion. And I really wish they would remake it for a 360, fix all the bugs, um, or at least continue the trilogy, please.
0: That would, that would be good. I, I, I totally agree with the fact that it is just a, a really great idea for a game. The story was very cool. Uh, the flaws were all pretty much in execution. There, was a lot of, there were a lot of bugs. Um, some that even affected gameplay, which really uh, was the main reason it got poor reviews. Um, but for those who have tried it and played through it, uh, most people like it. So yeah, I, I also hope that uh, they'll come out with, or they'll continue with the series. But I have my doubts just because of the poor sales and some of uh, Majesco's poor decisions and uh, that they have made. Uh, not just about that game, but about other things like the contest, which they totally yeah. balked on. Which
1: I, I that was my million dollars. <laughs> they
0: ended up giving some games away instead of a million dollars. Well, you know, some someone was probably a little
1: disappointed by that. <laughs>
0: okay, the first topic up here is uh, GameSpot. Not stop. <laughs> GameSpot uh, just posted I thought was a pretty cool little retro article that was uh, talked about the best launch games for for consoles, basically uh, because the Xbox 360 is coming out. And uh, the top 10, uh, they actually had 13. I'm going to talk about, we're just going to briefly go through the top 10. And number one, Tetris for the Game Boy. You can't really argue with that, I suppose, because Tetris makes it to the top of so many. Even my mom was addicted. Seriously. <laughs> even, <laughs> yes, even Jeremy's mom was addicted. And that's, I mean, Tetris is such a huge game, so it's kind of hard to, you certainly couldn't deny that that was a a great uh, launch game for the Game Boy. Without that game, you know, who knows? What would, where would the Game Boy be today? That's the next three, (laughs) number three, uh, excuse me, number two, three, four, are all Super Mario games. (laughs) One for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, one for the N64, and one for the original Nintendo Entertainment System. And of course that was, Super Super Mario Brothers. The uh, Super Mario 64 and Super Mario World.
1: Now, I um, would change places with uh, Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario World.
0: Yeah, that's just me. they're all close. I mean, you know, they're all great games. I think, uh, yeah, I'd put Brothers probably above both of them just because it was the earliest one. And certainly it's the one I played and uh, remember the most. I mean, I, I never even bought a... And 64, uh, or I, I had an SNES for a while, but it wasn't mine, uh, so was my roommate's. So, but they're all great games, no doubt. And, uh, and uh, so yeah, Super Mario 64, I wasn't exposed to that really much at all, so I don't even know if that would make the top five, but I guess it's a it's a worthwhile it's, it's playthrough. A it was great, yeah. that's true because it introduced 3D kind of into the platformers, right?
1: It sets a standard for a 3D yeah. platformer, so.
0: so can't really deny those. And then number five, surprisingly, because there seems to be a lot of negative negativity about the Xbox and when it comes to these lists, uh, Halo made top five. And I, I tend to agree that you know it, it, you know, a lot of people say it's not that great a game and, and it has a lot of problems. And it wasn't. You know, but for consoles, first person shooters, it was pretty um pretty amazing and uh a pretty big step.
1: I set the first person shooter bar higher.
0: Definitely. For consoles, absolutely. Um, they put it a lot closer to PCs. And uh, for people who didn't think, you know, PC quality first person shooters could be done on consoles, Halo, I believe, proved them wrong. Because it, it can be, and that game was as good as many PC first person shooters or better.
1: And all the games copy the, um, the shield.
0: Uh, the methodology. shield, yeah. Yeah, the shield mechanism, uh, the control scheme. There's a lot. It was a lot taken from that game. And number six was Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast. That was pretty good. Not in my world. I mean, I'm an older gamer, but I was not into consoles until really, really the Xbox. I hate to say it. I mean, people will probably be like, what is this? But uh, I was into PC gaming pretty much exclusively. Actually, to be accurate, Amiga and... um, uh, what Commodore sixty four and anything that was PC variant. I just I just was not into consoles until I, I mean I played my share of uh, SNES games and uh, NES games, but other than that, and they were not my consoles. But uh, from what I understand, Soul Calibur, excellent game. Let's see, the next on the list was Combat for the Atari twenty six hundred, which I look back on and I you know I don't I don't hold the Atari twenty six hundred with much nostalgia. Besides. The memory of you know getting it, which was so awesome, but I look back at the games and I just go, yeah, they they kind of stunk.
1: It was my that's uh, second game system, and uh, I was really into it. I got over thirty games for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it kept me busy night and day.
0: Don't get me wrong; I, I liked. I mean, I fell in love with that system for a time. I thought it, it was, had, well, it had I, for me. It was Asteroids. I think. Uh, because I was an Asteroids freak. and You know, I think that's one of the reasons I was disappointed because I was it wasn't total as good. At, oh, it, was, it wasn't even comparable. <laughs> I was a total. And, and to, actually, it's funny. To, even today, I am still a control responsiveness freak. If a game does not have responsive controls, I'm not saying I won't like it, but I will immediately have that kind of negative feeling towards it. Because I really, really like responsive controls. And I was an arcade gamer much more than, you know, consoles. And Atari was, i mean, Atari, and uh, Asteroids was just amazing because, you know, you hit the buttons and it was so, you know, the reaction time between the time you hit the buttons and you hit the thrust was instantaneous. Number uh, eight. SSX. Finally, the uh, PlayStation 2, you know, comes up. Which is surprising, again, I mean, just because they didn't put this... It just surprises me, because I know GameSpot, you know, they, they certainly, they have a lot of PlayStation fans there, and I'm surprised one of them didn't come up and say, hey, we got to get one of these in the top two, the top three. But anyway, it comes in at number uh, uh, eight, SSX, uh, another system I really didn't play, so I'll have to bow to Jeremy here. Did you, were you a PS1? No. Or is this, this is PS2, I'm sorry. Yeah, PS2. Uh, it, did you get the PS2 when it was out earlier?
1: Well, funny story. Uh, I I purchased the PS2 on launch day, mm. but then I quickly resold it for a profit. Ah, on and was it the, eBay at the time? Or yeah, it was eBay. Okay, I only made I don't know thirty, forty, like three hundred dollars.
0: Was it two ninety nine? Yeah, and then you probably made like a hundred bucks, or no,
1: like four forty maybe.
0: Oh, so you sold it for like three forty, three fifty. Anyway. Yeah.
1: So but I the, got it like a year after.
0: Oh, so you just did that just to resell it? Well, okay. And I, I have read articles. Actually, GameSpot has some other really cool articles about the PS2 and I believe PS1, the whole PlayStation uh, history. So if you're a PlayStation fan, totally, you should go to GameSpot and check out uh, some of their recent articles because they're doing these you know retro kind of articles because of the, the new systems that are coming out next year. Okay, and uh, number nine, coming in at number nine, Panzer Dragoon for the uh, Saturn... Uh, Sega Saturn don't know didn't play it how about you never heard it no i yeah I don't I don't know much about the Sega system uh, but this is about next gen not previous gen <laughs> and then uh, number 10 California Games for the Lynx now Lynx was a uh, handheld right yes yeah
1: never played that one either oh I wanted one so bad yeah 360 launch games that are slipping uh, yeah I should put that 360 the note <laughs> Oblivion is rumored to be slipping. I doubt that, but... There were some
0: rumors. But I'm hoping it's on time, because it's my number one pick, I think, for launch games.
1: Ghost Recon Advanced Fighter is definitely slipping. Um, They need some more time to work on that. But I think it'll still make the uh, holiday window, barely. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of rumors about Xbox launch games, Xbox 360 launch games, slipping... The reason is, is because at XO Five, everyone expected them to have this huge list of these are the definite games, and Microsoft definitely did not do that. And not only that, when they were asked about, you know, what's, your, what's this, you know, what are the twenty games? Uh, they were like, well, we can't announce anything for any of the third party, but we'll tell you that we're going to have Perfect Dark cameo and Project Gotham Three. That's all they said. So people are like, you know, that's sort of. It's not twenty, <laughs> it's more like three, um, and uh, they just didn't uh, didn't do anything to um, assure that more games are coming out. But uh, you know, it's true that they can't say for sure. Although they are producing the console, and they should be able to at least have some idea of which which ones are final at this point. So there was some disappointment.
1: Yeah, they should have at least had the
0: EA titles nailed down. Um, but Oblivion, I still uh, at least I hope it comes out. But but then again. Um, If they need more time, I'm all for that, so, you
1: know, that's cool. Yeah, I could wait a few more weeks. (laughs) But uh, what's strange is Perfect Dark um, is a confirmed launch title, which is very surprising since it looks like, um, you know, looking at people who have had hands-on experience with it, um, it's, it's not really ready for prime time.
0: Yeah, there's been some, well, it it depends who you talk to, but um, if you read between the lines on some of these previews of Perfect Dark, you hear some pretty negative things like the AI isn't that good. Um, You you know, you do hear the good things about the graphics in general, but there's some certain things about the gameplay that seems to be, you know, not quite polished. So, yeah, um, I wonder, you know, hopefully it won't be rushed and hopefully, you know, what they were looking at was was before it was kind of fine-tuned. People from the hacking community know that there's uh, people already working on hacking it. It's just it, it's kind of funny. As a matter of fact, there was a story um, about uh, a number of Xbox uh, dev kits being stolen in Germany, and uh, and then the article <laughs> right below it was uh, what was the name of the site? Um, uh, Smartxx.com. Smartxx, which is a German uh, Xbox uh, Xbox 360 hacking site, and they showed a picture of some of their. Uh, um, uh, beta you know, kits, basically, and so of course the connection is you know are these the guys who stole them and yeah you know, it's all rumor and speculation but uh, that's going to be an interesting community to watch when the when the Xbox 360 comes out.
1: Although I think the security in the beta kits versus the uh, retail boxes are is much different. Oh, absolutely. Um, the beta kits might have like one type of uh, security uh, mm-hmm. layer, and the retail uh, looks like what's going to be is a rotating. Uh, key like you know it'll be different for each um uh console so if you hack one console you only hack that one console you can't (laughs) apply the same hack to the next console
0: right they need some kind of the uh, cpu id type of scheme oh yeah we have more to talk about with uh, jay allard and the new and the xbox 360
1: he uh announced what is uh coming on the hard drive yeah this is this is a good
0: story i mean people want to know what's coming on the hard drive
1: no, I think it's going to be like a music custom. just like, like oh a, they're just going to give you like a, a pack song, of music like one song from every genre something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I see. So you can <laughs> use that as your custom soundtrack. In but, case you don't have any music. If you don't own any if you happen to be a person who doesn't own any good music, you can use their custom soundtrack.
1: But if music isn't good enough for you, they're going to have a video of on the making of Xbox 360 a promotional video
0: in case you you take it home <laughs> and you don't want to buy it anymore. It's,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's when no, they uh, they're basically be cool. reselling the device. Yeah, it, it could consumer. be
0: cool though. I'd like I mean, geeks like myself, you know, you always wanna see like um, I don't know, some of the design decisions. But you know what? It it's it's probably it's gonna come off as one of these cheesy, you know, G four T V type commercials for the Xbox and it's probably gonna be like five minutes. But I would like to see like seriously a two hour documentary, you know what I mean? Like on the technical aspects of it. You know, look at the design, but you know, you you know it's going to be like only complete. if it's produced by MTV. <laughs> not, lo- not looking forward to that, but uh, it, it's too bad because it could also show off. They could show off the HD uh, video capability of the Xbox because you can play HD videos from you know the hard drive,
1: and they can mix in a, a Bill Gates crib. Uh, so the next uh, really nice piece of the uh, 360 hard, hard drive content is a. They're actually include a game. It's a puzzle game. (laughs) It's like a Carla game. (laughs) It's called Hexic, and it's created by Alexey Pajivnov.
0: Yeah, the Russian (laughs) guy who came up with Tetris. So, you know, it could be a nice little uh, puzzle game, which is, you know, they should include something like that.
1: New games and announcements. Mass Effect by BioWare is going to be releasing an action RPG that looks really uh, slick. In the 23rd century, the (laughs) dawn of mankind is shadowed by an ancient evil. The premise is great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Has that ever been done before? I don't (laughs) think so. Never. But it's Bioware, and they make great RPGs, so I am totally looking forward to that. Of course, the last one they did um, was Coder for the... uh, xbox and that was pretty good and they must have been a big oh, uh, star wars i bands. forgot jade empire uh, it was real that was their most recent intellectual property and yeah yeah uh, and that's what i thought about mass effect seems like another kind of a star wars ish but without having to pay lucas <laughs> because it's not it's their own space opera
1: kind of thing it's star wars in the future instead yeah. of the past
0: <laughs> right 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 it's a future
1: star wars uh, <laughs> Our next game is uh, Too Human by Silken Knights. This is uh, when... Humanity goes <laughs>
0: wrong. Um, yeah, check out the uh, preview trailers for this
1: game. It's a great trailer. So you, you'll, you'll be so psyched. The um, the move of basically instant kill, sword, to a uh, lo- uh, you know, corpse lying down, and then busting out... Uh, dual-wielding guns and shooting them, like, <laughs> Simultaneously uh, perpendicularly, the sides. Oh, yeah. Yeah. like, all the way across. It looks to-
0: cool. And uh, Silicon Knights, uh, you know, their last efforts were on the GameCube um, Eternal Darkness, uh, which is one of the best GameCube games out there. Um, they also worked on, how uh, was it, uh, Metal Gear, one of the Metal Gear, uh, remake of um, Metal Gear Solid called Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Which was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't, you know, groundbreaking. It was pretty much a kind of a, it was a rehash, but it was a, it was a well done remake of that game. And um, but Eternal Darkness was really good. So, too Human, I am. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know the the sad thing is that when I hear about all these you know future Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty games, they are definitely and there's no doubt in my mind that they're so much more exciting than what's coming out at rela- at launch. But uh, so it's sort of a two-edged sword because I really look forward to these, but I know they're not going to be out for a while. So it's kind of like,
1: hmm. well, at least you don't have like good games and then just crap coming out later.
0: Mm. Yeah, but it's always it's easy to say you know down the road they're going to be all these great games, but you you want that one great launch
1: game like Halo, the, the, and it's just called Call of Duty Two. And it's Call of Duty Two. <laughs> we're, we're
0: hoping, yeah, it could be, it could be. It's a pretty oh, a pretty awesome
1: game. Um, if you want to play some uh, motorcycle on your 360, MotoGP Ultimate Racing Technology 2006 coming out by THQ.
0: And they, yeah, and the, the MotoGP series, it's one of those reliable uh, series that's, you know, they always come out with, uh, uh, you know, good. I mean, I don't even know how many motorcycle games, are, you know, even come out. But, um, you know, this one gets pretty good uh, reviews all the time. So I'm sure it'll be another good installment. But it's sort of that, to, you know, like, just one more installment. Nothing really, you know, better graphics, maybe, you know, more detail, and probably another solid uh, MotoGP game.
1: So there was some developers that left Rockstar, and they started their own company called Real-Time Worlds. They're going to be um, uh, making a game that Microsoft Game Studios will publish called Crackdown, and it's like a uh, kind of like a co-op GTA cartoonish... Um, yeah, some yeah, sure. very,
0: yeah, some very strange screenshots I saw. They, they use some kind of weird, like inverse pastel color scheme. Um, so <laughs> well, I'm not sold on it yet, um, but uh, it's interesting. Uh, you know, another kind of open world, you know, environment. That's always good. We'll have to see what they come up with.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting to compare this with um, Saints Row.
0: Now, who's who's doing Saints Row? THQ. Okay, that's like another GTA-type oh, game? Oh, it's, it's a total GTA knockoff. GTA knockoff, but okay. they, For the Xbox 360. Is yep. it exclusive? Uh, for you know, now. For now, wow.
1: Man.
0: That's pretty much you, that's the only choice you have, really, so I guess <laughs> that's kind
1: of a silly question. I don't think THQ makes PC games, so... Um,
0: I think they have in the past, uh, or some of their games get ported, but yeah, I mean, they're pretty much heavy in the consoles right now. This was cool. Uh, there was a high court ruling in Australia... Um, this week, I don't know what day of the week, but uh, this week, where they basically are saying that it's legal to uh, create these mod chips for PlayStation uh, consoles, and um, I thought that was interesting because I thought Australia was kind of more strict with their, you know, digital rights kind of laws and things. Uh, they're certainly more strict with their um, ESRB type, you know, ratings, but you know, I mean, I guess not really really, it's not really—it's a different topic altogether, but, um, uh, apparently Sony was trying to sue this, this group who was producing the mod chips and, uh, they apparently lost. <laughs> so, um, mod chips may not be made in the United States, but they c- will continue to be made in Australia. Even though iTunes is, Ill- is
1: illegal there. Oh, is it?
0: Yeah. See, they have some, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I always thought of, I always think of Australia as being very, you know, strict with these kind of things. So it's, it's a little surprising.
1: Yeah. People still use iTunes, but it's just, uh, I don't know. It doesn't adhere to laws.
0: Hmm. Okay, yeah. So, so that's uh, one for the hackers, I guess. Hackers one, Sony zero <laughs> on that one. Um, some more hacking news. Uh, <laughs> PSP hacking uh, one hundred and one had a com. Um, dot com had a a show on. I mean, it's it's all over the net. The, the net. Um, it's about the uh, PSP. Uh, hack to take the PSP operating system back to 1.5 from either 1.5.2 or 2.0. Actually, let me take that back. It's from 2.0 to 1.5. If you have 1.5.2, your path is to upgrade to 2.0 and then go back to 1.5. So pretty much any any system can be brought back to 1.5. The reason is, is that if you have 1.5, you can then load homebrew software. So uh, it's been It's pretty big. It was released maybe last week. Um, I actually did it on mine just to, you know, see if I could do it. And it was a little uh, harrowing because uh, in the instructions it says, at some point it says it's going to produce an error. And it says, oh, don't worry about it. Well, I didn't worry about the error. <laughs> but What I did worry about was after I tried to downgrade twice, I could not power down the PSP. I actually had to take out the battery to get it to, to reset or restart. And, uh, that made me a little nervous. Um, but after all said and done, I, I'm back to one five and I actually loaded some homebrew software, checked it out. Mostly I was disappointed I mean, Most of it's not that good and I'm not really too concerned about it. I just wanted to try it because that's kind of one of the reasons I buy this stuff is just to see what you can do with it. And they have, you know, emulators and, and they actually even have some, uh, homebrew games, which aren't, which are kind of cool. Like they had this one, um, uh, Drum machine kit that was, you know, perfectly legal. It's just a little drum machine kit that someone came up with, and so you know, it's some cool stuff.
1: But watch out for those viruses. Semantic has just uh, announced the PSP presence of viruses. Is that right? Yeah. No, this That's is continuation right. of a PSP theme. There is a PSP virus. Right. And it's known as uh, Trojan PSP brick because it'll turn your PSP into a brick.
0: <laughs> yeah, so if you see a file, a homebrew piece of software called Trojan dot, you know, you probably want to think twice before you install that. But I just thought that was funny because it makes it look sound like that's the name of it. Um but basically it's a it's a a virus distributed through Homebrew software. And although Sony could release something that probably could fix it, they they won't because they don't want to.
1: (laughs) Sony has ticked off the faithful. (laughs) Sony recently ran a full-page ad featuring a gamer wearing a crown of thorns made of PlayStation button shapes. The ad, which celebrates the 10th anniversary of PlayStation console, read 10 years of passion. (laughs) It's an obvious uh, reference to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people. There was a lot of people upset. They they ended up pulling the ad, and uh, yeah, just some bad press for Sony. And you know, what are you going to do? I mean, they're trying <laughs> to be funny, obviously, and backfired.
1: There was uh VoIP issues.
0: Well, a couple of people tried to contact us, and um, you know, hopefully they'll try again because Gizmo is still beta, and the uh, the GUI isn't the best, and you can easily kind of. Cl- like, basically, whenever you click on a contact, instead of it kind of giving you options to say, do you want to contact them? Do you want to see more information? Or it immediately just connects to them. Like, it starts recording, like, it, it either starts recording or it starts calling their Gizmo phone, and it doesn't really give you a lot of indication that you've done that. So I've got I got two, mess- two or three people who kind of looked like they wanted to contact us, and then... Either didn't send anything, or, or just didn't know, you know. So, you know, bear with it. It's, it's you know, it's beta software. I think I even replied to somebody <laughs> with a silent message myself. So, uh, if you're trying to get in touch with this over Gizmo, the The address is Solid Games. That's all you gotta know. Just download Gizmo and check out Solid Games.
1: Or try to reach us, which is the most uh, tried and true method, is uh, SolidGames at gmail.com.
0: All Alright, I think that's all the uh, gaming news we have for this episode. Episode 4
1: of Solid ( fractions) Games.